development was born. The Agenda 21 conference was in reaction to this. Oh, yeah. I'm super. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I feel like our show has massively <laughs> grown from the beginning. And, and as far as me is, you know, going on, uh, you know, it's a big deal actually going on and being in front of people and expressing your thoughts and opinions. But I have really enjoyed it. And it really has made me see also connecting to community. Like there's so many people out there that also share these thoughts and views or at least have questions. And that's what I love about Badlands. And anyways, it's just awesome that we are able to celebrate this on Badlands our 100th show anniversary. Hello. Okay, guys, in chat, everybody, I was, I was feeling- Okay, how's that? Oh, now I can hear you. Yay. Oh, what the okay. heck? That's the second time StreamYard has done that to me this week. Well, that's a good way to start our 100 show. It's, it's actually perfect. It's actually apropos because in the beginning, I used to mute myself all the freaking time. And this time it was StreamYard's but, uh, fault. But I guess I could still take, take uh, credit. But anyway, I was just saying it's been a wild ride. I, I know it's a lot of you guys have been here since the beginning. A lot of you have latched on through the years and... I feel like we've become one big happy family. So that's pretty cool. Um, a hundred episodes. We've been doing this since November of 2021. Brian and Abby show. We first thought about this show. Remember when we were at the Patriot Double Down? Yes. And uh, in Vegas. And we were just, you know, well, me and Abby obviously originally always been in the same, into this, on the same wavelength as far as all this stuff. So we just thought, why not? Let's just do a little show. And boy, is it grown. Obviously, Badlands is a big vector in said growth. But even then, it started off a little slow on here. And you guys have just grown and grown. And it's really freaking cool. Yeah, and I've seen everybody in chat. I, a lot of the times, guys, I don't have my chat open. I am trying to start to be more <laughs> proficient in all these things. But thank you guys for showing up. Um, there, Brad had just told me right before the show that there was like, is that for sure a town hall with Trump? So obviously there's going to be a little less people here on the stream, but that's all right. Um, definitely, you know, we support Trump in every way we can, but yeah. So today 
it would just be really fun for us to kind of encompass this show. I mean, we're going to cover some stuff, but also in a celebratory way of it being our 100th episode. And uh, I know me and Brad did work on some fun stuff for the show, so that'll be exciting. Yeah, well, you put a, you finished up a song you had been working on for a while and then put a cool video to it, which is going to be awesome. We're going to debut that around 8.30, and that's called Crashing Through. And I think you guys are going to like it. I really like it a lot. And I, I finished up, I've been working pretty vigorously this week to finish up a video that I've been picking away at since November of 2022 that I think you'll find jam-packed. I posted a little teaser of it online and that's, we're going to do that right at the top of the hour at eight o'clock and it should be cool. But I guess first we should start with is what Trump's going through on the back end. As you guys know, there was another verdict that came down and from this one freaking Letitia boo boo James <laughs> I guess I'll play this clip and then we could talk about it, but this is such insanity. The scale and the scope of Donald Trump's fraud is staggering. And so too is his ego and his belief that the rules do not apply to him. She's talking about ego? That's Today, rich. We are holding Donald Trump accountable. These people are egomaniacs. We are holding him accountable for lying, cheating, and a lack of contrition and for flouting the rules that all of us must play by because there cannot be different rules for different people in this country and former presidents are no exception this decision is a massive victory for every american who believes in that simple but fundamental pillar of our democracy that the rule of law applies to all of us equally fairly justly oh please it's a freaking drama and there aren't different rules yeah. for different people they're such <laughs> dramatic egomaniacs and she's talking about different rules for different people they're literally breaking the law to put this case on oh my gosh well and like all of the like all the stuff that trump's been through in the past if you put it next to other people if they had to have the same standard or you know that what they were prosecuting him for so many other people be in trouble i mean i mean the um the business community and like the guy from shark tank where he went and he said hey if trump loses this and gets fined for that we all gotta be worrying too right so i find it interesting that when she does this stance in front of the television she takes a stance like Trump was a bully, you know, in the playground and, and it was wrong and it, it was terrible. And she's just focusing on these words and not a lot of sauce. Right. And that's this right here. When I see this, this is total propaganda and just, just her stance and, and the way she just uses her voice. And it, it just is funny because it doesn't really have any, anything to it, except for, like I said, it's just propaganda. It's her, expressing uh the label that they want trump to always have that he's a bad man and it's just it's crazy but the the truth the real factor of this is is they are hurting trump financially they are doing it because it is the only way that they have set their sights on 
to take him down, which is crazy. Because if they do it to Trump, like what other people have said, they can do it to the rest of us. And Trump is serving as a red pill right now for, I would say, um, the real estate community, um, you know, like all the things that they're trying to get Trump for. Uh, it's really putting that out that, oh, man, if the government comes after this guy for that, when is the government going to come after me? And he's kind of being like a, a hero that's taking hits for us, so to speak. He has been for a long time. Yeah, you're right. They set precedents, but those precedents can be turned around. But you just reminded me of uh, from that famous Bill Cooper interview. Oh, yeah. Was that the 1990? It's like 1991 or 1992. It's a little. I've seen it both ways. But he basically, it's an interview on the heels of him releasing "Behold the Pale Horse," and he talks about the Kennedy assassination, and he says that part of that also really shut down uh, a lot of dissident because a lot of people thought then quote him he goes well if they could shoot the president what can i do if they you know if the president's the one taken out so i think they do feel like they're doing that to to a degree but this is the stuff that's going to backfire on them again because this is a loose case that they just brought out of nowhere and yeah we played that kevin o'leary clip uh maybe about a month ago it's funny it's been circulating again i saw but if you guys have obviously saw it uh, here a few months ago where he's talking about it, said they, they all do this. This is nothing new. This is people, they want to get the best loan. They're always trying to paint their assets in the best light to get the best loan. And as long as everyone gets paid back, it's it's not really a crime. They're, they're always trying to value at the top. They get the best valuation. They get the best loan for that. They do what they got to do. Everyone got paid back. And in this particular case, that is the case because everyone got paid back. There are no victims. It's a victimless crime. Yet, he, it came down, the verdict, that he has to pay $355 million, which, you know, he'll, uh, that'll go to the State Court of Appeals and it'll get shut down or it'll get chopped way down. So uh, I don't think he's worried about the money, but he's not allowed to run his own company for three years. They He must hire an independent compliance officer. And this is the sort of stuff. They are trying to cripple him. And again, he didn't do anything wrong. It's a victimless crime. This is the just normal, we call it SOP in the building industry industries called standard operating procedure this is a straight up sop stuff and uh, justice engeron engeron whatever you call him they were writing puff pieces about him in the new york times and he was smiling and laughing letitia james is out there saying we're gonna get him she ran under the moniker that she was gonna get trump this is a complete hit job so if you're going to bend the rules to get him, then that's a criminal, that's a criminal enterprise. And we have here Governor Hulchel, who is somehow worse than Cuomo. They, they actually found someone that makes me miss Andrew Cuomo. My God. So she was, she was on uh 770 ABC which used to host the Yankees, by the way. It might still, actually. So I used to like 
770. But I never really watched, listened other than Yankees games. But this is what Holchel said. This is her response to the verdict. I think this is a really an extraordinary, unusual circumstance that law-abiding and rule-following New Yorkers who are business people have, have nothing to worry about because they're different than Donald Trump and his behavior. So basically, I guess she's kind of, it sounds like, responding to uh, the, was it Leary, Kevin O'Leary, of the world who basically probably all looked up and said, wow, every one of us do this. What do you mean he has to pay $355 million and can't do business for three years? What? Whether they like him or not, this probably raised the hair on the back of the necks of a lot of pretty much every single builder in New York. Yeah. So she's basically saying, well, if you're law-abiding, rule-following people, you don't have nothing to worry about it. We won't do it. So basically saying, we're only going to do this illegal crap to harass people we don't like. So as long as you like us, don't worry, we won't extort you. This is extortion. They are basically acting as the mafia right now. This is a, a mafia hit that just went down in New York. And they're basically saying, well, as long as you don't get on our nerves, it's okay. Well, just make sure you pay your tribute and do all your right things. It's exactly what the governor of New York just said. Yeah, and... It's funny, I, I hadn't seen this article until now. What it actually brings it down to is persecution because of behavior, but not law. Like they're saying he's breaking the law, but, but then they kind of admit there, we exactly you said, we're going to attack you if you're not doing what we want. But if you're doing what we're, if you're cool with us, then we won't find you. And that's so unconstitutional. There should be a base law that everybody goes by. Right. And it's kind of like what Tiva uh, James was trying to say, but they smear it all the time. But yeah, this is a crazy uh, situation where they are, it's a, it's, it's political persecution and they are attacking him because they don't want him to be president. That's just the truth of it. And they are making up these small little things into giant anthills um, so that they can get media press to smear his name so that they can ruin his campaign. And it's all done by design. It's not just, oh, random. Like, this is definitely done on purpose. With that, that's done on purpose. And it, it kind of goes to show. This is goes right along with the oldie but goodie infamous George Carlin clip that they they consider themselves in a different echelon, right? Uh, obviously, George Soros and others were big donors to Letitia James and helped further her career. And they have different prosecutors and AGs and different things all throughout the country. And they operate in a different sphere and the holchels of the world. And they're basically admitting, well, if we don't like you, we're just going to make something up. And we're just going to exploit the law to destroy you, which, again, this will go to appeals. It's, it's not really hurting Trump. If anything, it's helping his numbers. But they're so desperate, they're doing it anyway, even though they could probably garner that these, these are all turning out to be boomerangs. They're doing it anyway because they hate him, and they're hoping one of them or, the, or maybe the sum of all of them hurt. Because it is talking points, right? People, you see them, are like, oh, he's got 91 federal indictments and civil cases right. and all these things. Or maybe they're hoping that somewhere along the line, 
one of them won't get appealed and he will have to pay stuff and they're just hurting him with the E.G. Carroll and everything. So they're doing it anyway, but the good news is they're turning into boomerangs and their exclusive club, well, it, it's been looking weaker and weaker over the last five to seven years. So I'm going to play this right here because this is a perfect sum up though of how it has been forever and why they are operating the way they are. Politicians have traditionally hidden behind three things, the flag, the Bible, and children. No child left behind. No child left behind. Oh, really? Well, it wasn't long ago you were talking about giving kids a head start. Head start, left behind. Someone's losing fucking ground here. But there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason for this. There's a reason education sucks. And it's the same reason that it will never, ever, ever be fixed. It's never going to get any better. Don't look for it. Be happy with what you got. Because the owners of this country don't want that. I'm talking about the real owners now. The real owners, the big wealthy business interests that control things and make all the important decisions. Forget the politicians. The politicians are put there to give you the idea that you have freedom of choice. You don't. You have no choice. You have owners. They own you. They own everything. They own all the important land. They own and control the corporations. They've long since bought and paid for the Senate, the Congress, the state houses, the city halls. They got the judges in their back pockets. And they own all the big media companies, so they control just about all of the news and information you get to hear. They got you by the balls. They, they spend billions of dollars every year lobbying, lobbying to get what they want. Well, we know what they want. They want more for themselves and less for everybody else. But I'll tell you what they don't want. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't help them. That's against their interest. That's right. They don't want people who are smart enough to sit around the kitchen table to figure out how badly they're getting fucked by a system that threw them overboard 30 fucking years ago. They don't want that. You know what they want? They want obedient workers. Obedient workers. People who are just smart enough to run the machines and do the paperwork and just dumb enough to passively accept all these increasingly shittier jobs with the lower pay, the longer hours, the reduced benefits, the end of overtime, and the vanishing pension that disappears the minute you go to collect it. And now they're coming for your social security. Security money. They want your fucking retirement money. They want it back so they can give it to their criminal friends on Wall Street. And you know something? They'll get it. They'll get it all from you sooner or later because they own this fucking place. It's a big club and you ain't in it. You and I are not in the big club. And by the way, it's the same big club they use to beat you over the head with all day long when they tell you what to believe. All day long, beating you over the head in their media, telling you what to believe, what to think, and what to buy. The table is tilted, folks. The game is rigged. Oh, my God. That is like the most lucid spot-on clip ever. And I remember, it's like as the years go on, I track more and more with it. Like the first time I ever heard that, I said, Haha, yeah, man, those crazies at the top kind of just in a general way that everyone always poo-poos the powers that be. And then as you get older, you're like, oh, this is some deep stuff right now that is very specific and accurate. Yeah, I like how you said there is that there is that giant state of people that, like you said, poo-poo the power of the way. Like, there's like, oh, yeah, the people that rule the world, whatever, we're just going to live. It's like, don't you give a shit about that? 
Like, don't you want to live as a free person on this planet? We can, we can, it's just these guys and you got to spot the problem. And I think, dang, Trump has helped us spot the problem. I already knew of some of it beforehand, but Q and Trump combined was like, like enlightenment level 5,000. <laughs> it's over 9,000. Any Dragon Ball Z fans in here? <laughs> Dude, they just like slammed the the veil off. They ripped it off yeah. like it was a tablecloth, and you're doing a trick. But it's been so great, and yeah, again, you just watch those things ten years ago or however long ago, and you're like, <laughs> those powers that be. Hey, I wonder what's what happening in the Yankee game right now. And you put a, and you just go, or, well, what's the new Marvel movie coming out? It seems like a hundred lifetimes ago. I don't regret it, but man, every time I've tried to watch sports or anything to just sort, it just doesn't have the same feel anymore. It just feels so unimportant. Feels almost like a waste of time. I've been trying to force the issue a little here and there. I watched a Yankee game or two this year, but Unless there's something going on, it was hard to get into. I, I watched the Super Bowl this year. It was the one football game I watched. It was okay. It was fun to watch a football game. But it just doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. There's this epic battle for of good and evil going on. And it's just like, you know what, man? I'm down with that. I want to do things that kind of add to that. And that's the video that we're going to debut here in about seven eight minutes that i've been working on for a while it, it's a fun meme video obviously but i feel like it's symbolic of the great awakening of, of what q and uh, president trump did in making george carlin's breakdown there a reality they basically were like yeah that's funny but it's also real check this out go look into this 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 and this come back and tell me what you find and we all came back and went oh <laughs> shit yeah and waking up is i was thinking about this earlier it's always like when i'm doing my hair in the bathroom or your makeup i have thoughts um like waking up is a blessing and a curse because like you said about watching the football games, watching anything, I used to watch a ton of like crafting videos. Um, I was like crazy into that. I loved crafting. I just did crafts with my kids, you know, like I got to get more into that when they were young. Oh, hey, that stuff's so pretty cool. <laughs> but still just like all that stuff. And then, then I had my awakening, right? And it's just like in the movie, The Matrix, you see the code everywhere you watching TV, but you see the programming, you're seeing the code. So it's like, oh, I can't, this is not a Skittles commercial. This is a commercial to make me accept gays, trans, blah, 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 you know, whatever, whatever it is they're trying to push, right? Because now we see the code, uh, football games, the propaganda there. Um, so you can watch it. I find I can, but it's, you, you can't really ever turn it off. It's there. The symbolism thing gets me every time. You know, me and you, Brad, we talk about that, where I know not everything has a nefarious reason when they put it in an all-seen eye. Well, I think pretty much those do, but like like a triangle here or there. But when you actually see blatant things, like I just can't help it. I just see it everywhere. Um, and sometimes if you speak it out loud, it kind of ruins it for people. But, but it's just one of those things. Um, so it is a blessing and a curse. But I, I would rather be 
aware instead of ignorant. And I think that's the difference is we want truth. And even, you know, sometimes the truth hurts, the truth hurts, but it's powerful to know the truth. Oh yeah. It, I think it's a blessing way more than a curse, but you're right. The, the curse yeah. part comes in in the beginning when you start getting doomed out because of it all, but then you start realizing, well, it's a, it's a blessing. I've, I've severed from the matrix. Mm -hmm. And it's like when Neo wakes up, obviously you could be at like a cool sporting event, eating steak. And like, that's visually what you'd want to see. But when he wakes up, he sees a pod, a thousand pods of people around existence. So it seems bleak at first, but then by the end of the trilogy, he is the matrix. You understand it. You can operate in it and you could actually elicit good and, and be who you really want to be. Like, like I say, like I always mention Yankees a lot because I used to just have it on all the time. There was always 162 games or if you go in the playoffs, you know, upwards of 180, 190. And, it was just on all the time. Maybe I wasn't always explicitly watching it, but that was my life. I'd go on digs. My digs were on baseballreference.com where I'd be comparing Babe Ruth stats to Lou Gehrig's. And by the way, both of them are insane. But uh, I would be doing stuff like that or I love Star Wars, right? So I would read a lot of the Star Wars extended universe novels. and Some of them are so brilliant. And then they'd have Star Wars wikipedia where everything is lined up there's a whole sussed out universe in star wars that's why it's so cool and where people really go down that rabbit hole and i would go down wikipedia rabbit holes and be like oh they use the rhodium ignites for this but the black sun a criminal organization they were they were stealing them and you know i'd like you'd get to know all this lore and it's almost like in hindsight it's just a waste of time that they, they i don't think that's the purpose of everything uh with sports I do, but I think a lot of people are just trying to create cool stuff. Like before Disney bought it, the star war wars community, it was pretty cool. And all that stuff I think was a lot of fun, but it just serves to be kind of look here. Don't look there. Now with star Wars, I will say an interesting phenomenon. If there's any star Wars fans here, the is the prequels. Now, obviously, when I watched the, the Phantom Menace, right, I didn't like Jar Jar Binks. I thought he was, <laughs> you know, the baby talk. I, I'm just, I, I think it was like 18 at the time. And it's just, I don't want to hear baby talk. But nevertheless, I thought the Phantom Menace was awesome. Uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, you know, Liam Neeson killed it. Uh, freaking Obi-Wan. Uh, Ewan McGregor is just like an it's crazy awesome Obi-Wan. It's a great story the more you watch it. And... I just really love Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. I just love them. And the story is so deep. Like, you could watch these movies 30 times each, and you start seeing all these intertwining things. George Lucas is pretty genius the way he put them together and the way they intertwine with the original trilogy. And so I just I just love them, blissfully, right? So I loved them through the years. And then 2009, I joined Facebook, and I'm in a Facebook group. I was like, oh, I'll join some Star Wars Facebook groups. I've been reading a lot of these novels. This is cool. I could go have these sorts of conversations, right? And then I'm in a thread, and, and someone's, like, ripping on the prequels. I'm like, damn, that guy really doesn't like the prequels. And then I'm reading the comments, and I'm like, oh, neither is this guy. Oh, neither is that guy. Oh, this guy really hates Hayden Christensen. Wait, this... And it's, I'm reading this thread, I'm like... 
everyone hates the prequels what like you know like i'm like years removed of just thinking well what brilliant movies and then i'm like going on these things and now i'm noticing they are like the universally panned at this point now they've since come around and people really appreciate them a lot more now this is about 2009 2010 and again there were also people pushing back with love but there was a lot of people who effing hated them. And I was that was just the most mind-blowing thing to me. And in hindsight, I feel like it makes sense. Because if you think about the plot of The Phantom Menace, or the plot of the prequels, you have a politician in Chancellor Palpatine, who was, it was just a senator, I believe, Senator Palpatine at first who kind of is actually a Sith Lord who is infiltrating their Senate. Mm -hmm. And then he gets to Chancellor because he's helping, because all of a sudden wars are springing up and bad things are happening. And this war that's springing up is being funded by him in secret. And then he is helping to think of the solution, the problem-reaction-solution in the Senate, in their Republic. And as he's doing that, he's raising, he becomes Chancellor, and now he's running the one side of the war from the chancellorship and the other side of war as a Sith Lord, as, as Sith Lord. And he's, he's doing it. And then the only thing is he needs more peace. And at the end, he frames the good guys in the Jedi and then they have to hunt them down. It's, it's literally, and this is a gross simplification of it, but the, the prequels are, are expertly intertwined as exactly what these people have been doing for the longest time. And that's when it hit me. That's why people hate the prequels. Because they seeded people, just like they seeded in our movement, to say, oh, Trump's this, Trump's that. And then some people catch on, or they say, oh, MAGA, you know, they're terrorists and stuff. And then some people catch on because some people just go with the wind and, and it's just human nature to want to not be the one with a different opinion. And I, honest to God, think that they slandered the prequels purposely because they didn't want people to like them and i think they caused that on purpose because it just blew my mind that that had been a whole thing but anyway that is why that is something why i kind of i always wonder about george lucas if they if he was trying to uh kind of expose a little something there right tell a story through through the movies it's that theme, by the way, but the theme in Star Wars is legit. Like, you know, he's in the Senate, you know, and it's just literally like what we what we deal here with, like deep state actors and stuff. But yes, definitely. I feel they're always putting that story in these movies, whether to just seed it so that they people think it's normal and it's OK, or maybe to see to uh, another side of resistance or something. We do know that media is very powerful and if you're watching a movie like that subconsciously those concepts are going to be ingrained into your mind that you take into the real world so that's how media does really influence our minds and how we think um but yeah i don't know that's interesting i wonder if he was trying to expose you're saying like expose something through it possibly tell the story yeah that's interesting yeah well i think he would have kept going but he was kind of when he sold it it was 2014 i think initially went through in 15 
he was look seemed kind of dejected at that point and uh, you know there was just like hate 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 i feel like he just felt like i put all this work in this stuff and he sold it to disney and you know all of a sudden since he sold it then it's come around and now people are starting to appreciate the prequels and you'll see things where people say oh the prequels age like fine wine why did we dislike them and all of a sudden all a lot of the online hate started switching around that time and that's another vector in that theory well babe it is the top of the hour it's 803 in fact for zerbo 803 <laughs> my youtube channel but i am going to debut this project to me and i, I will just say this is not meant to say that we support violence or anything this is supposed to be symbolic of the characters that you know just just destroying their narrative basically it's, it's symbolic of destroying their narrative I, I guess you have to preface that now before you release a meme video but <laughs> but i hope you guys enjoy here is where we go one we go all link in the description for a shareable version.
thank you guys yeah that's from the movie tony that's tony jaw the protector and that's that scene is one of the best fighting scenes ever it's one of my favorite because it's one shot they did that all in one shot i wanted so bad to cut some parts to make it go maybe better with the music but i was like i can't i can't put a cut in this famous fight scene so yeah i had a lot of fun with that i I had to add the Trump sneakers at the end <laughs> yesterday. I was like, all right, this is going to be the, the last uh, shot. So I, I snuck it in there. But God. yeah, I'm glad you guys like it. I, uh, I I just went and it should be live. It should be live now, that link in the description. And uh, if not, it'll it'll be live very shortly. Here we go. Yeah. So it oh. is. Oh my gosh i gotta say though brad real quick guys give us a thumbs up man like if you freaking love that like i freaking love that it just encompasses everything like in one fight scene dude thumbs up for brad that was amazing baby bravo i just gotta say and that's crazy editing that stuff in so it's such a cool way to tell a story in an artistic manner loved it <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted to make like an actual anon. You know, there's always the Trump kick at everyone's ass. And I, and I mean, pretty much to me, Q is Trump. But always the Q plus, I know. But I just like, you know, there's there's a lot of things in there that I feel like our audience, probably some of the only people would actually catch. Um, thank you so much uh, to Willman, who said, where we go, when we go all, love it. Wonderful Woo! with Q's. Freaking hey man. Thank you so much. And I'm, I'm psyched that you guys dug that. And that was a lot of fun to make. Like I said, I, I had to throw the Trump shoe in. Also, uh, a last-minute addition was I made Salomini's uh, ring bounce off. I don't know, just stupid stuff. That, little things that probably aren't 
you really aren't really going to catch unless you're looking for, but just little things that made me laugh. So I've had a lot of fun working on that over the years. It's nice to be done with that. As Abby can attest to, I, I've been picking away at that. This is before our wedding and <laughs> it's, it, it's cool to finally put it to bed. And yeah, I, I, I'm excited that you guys liked it. It was glorious. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. It was great. Yeah, guys. Yeah, definitely get that share that it i would love that to go viral it's just got such because it, it shows everything i loved how george soros open societies he's he's kicking their butts um yeah bill gates vaccine melinda gates running away like because the divorce right right before like there's so much meaning in that video i love that that was, that was excellent oh man well we got another tree coming up at uh 8 30 where we're going to debut your new single, which is another piece of awesome art. And I, I hope you guys enjoy the something that at least me and Abby, we feel we bring to the table with our episodes is that we're both artists first and foremost. So we kind of get to share the different things like that with you guys that I hope you find unique. It's a lot of fun to have, and it's a lot of great. It's a, we're very grateful to have this outlet and everything that's uh, been built here at Badlands and to be a part of it. And yeah, I just hope everyone realizes that. We love you guys. One hundred episodes. We were gonna. Were we gonna do those? Well. Were we going to do the fun facts about 100 or are we going to move on to, oh, there's some good stuff too. I guess it's your, it's your call, Brad. Uh, we could do that. I figured maybe we'd do that towards the end. I was thinking maybe we could show a touch of this. <laughs> this is, this oh, is no. our first episode, guys. Again, this is from November of 2021. I'm not really going to play much, but I figured I'd at least play our first intro. Oh, I have it muted. The Brad and Abby show. It has, it has since changed to Brad and Abby live. <laughs> but still on Tuesdays. <laughs> I love my Pepe alien. <laughs> we need to bring these back somehow. I still have the PNGs of these. Uh, I'm making this, this you had actually sent me this Hello, a while everybody. ago. Welcome to uh, the inaugural episode of the Brad and Abby show. I see a lot of, we have actually a lot of fun stuff lined up, I'd say, right? Today, that they think everyone's going to like. It's like something's never freaking changed. Guys, I don't know what to say when we started an episode. I feel like every podcast I watch... People come on so polished, like they just came from new school or something. We're like, blah, 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 blah. And we're like, I'm watching a real show. And then ours starts every time. And I'm like, welcome. I don't know. I, I feel like it sounds so amateur and weird, but I don't know what else to do. I don't. Oh, that's okay. Everybody loves us here. But yeah, it, it actually, it is cool to see how far we've come. And I have enjoyed so much doing this show. I feel like it's just such a wonderful outlet to express. Uh, I mean, I guess Brad, me and you are pretty lively 
outspoken people. Um, and we usually do it through our art, but yeah, it's a way that we can just express how we feel and then connect with everybody in chat. Oh yeah. I saw a soup. There's super chats in here, babe. There's super chats happening. Um, I just love it because yes. it's like, I, I can connect with all you guys going to the guards. It's just been, it's real, I guess is the thing. This battle is real. And uh, like I've been doing a started a show on my channel called Battle of Good and Evil and just really diving into like what's actually happening. We're dealing with mind control and propaganda and chemicals and foods and frequencies that are just disrupting our brain's growth and all this crazy stuff. And it's done on purpose by evil people and in, in the very high high places so anyways i just love that we have this place that we can connect and share and just grow and become true warriors like side by side uh in this battle and it's it's, it's so cool it's like we were saying earlier brad you know you wake up from the matrix you do see you're in a pod and everything sucks but you are awake and you are in control of your own mind. And it's just the most beautiful thing. That's what enlightenment is, I believe, is when you become aware of you. And it's just such a cool, cool ride to be on. I love it. And I love all you guys. And yeah, I don't, were you going to read those super chats? I think I lost one of them. Oh, yes, I, I got them. And we very much appreciate you guys. We have from our friend Maggie Bundy, who we met at the first card. Here's a start to getting at least 100 for your 100th show. Thank you so much, Maggie. Oh, my God. And Tattoo Teacher, again, another friend from the guards. Guys, if, you have, if you're not going to the guards, at least one, you're missing out. There's so much fun. I said, thank you for all you do. Congratulations on your 100th episode. Oh, thank oh, you. Thank you guys so much. We also have uh, some of our friends over here in Pilled who will Willie break it <laughs> another friend uh, from a meetup from a meetup that I saw Aegis Warrior was talking about we used to do the New Jersey meetups what's up brother and Willie break it oh wait no that, that was Willie fix it I always forget that Willie break it's actually someone different who I as, assume is a play on Willie fix it but he says uh gifted shades Brad and Abby our family and then he also said doe Abby oh because he, he actually accidentally typed your name uh, Average Joe Patriot, another good friend, said congrats on 100. Filter Dog, can 100, explanation point, go get him. Uh, says we will make you a deal you can't refuse. Oh, that sounds interesting. Uh, Grazi47 says two different justice systems. Yeah, talking about what Trump's going through right now. Absolutely. D. Dallad said yes, unconstitutional use to mean something in the Republic once used to mean something in the public once upon a time yes we need to get back there we're trying mm -hmm. phil be me another friend from new jersey uh meetups congratulations on 100 and hope for may more will you break it psalm 82 1 god takes his place in the divine council in the midst of the gods he holds judgment oh that's oh, that's pretty cool and og lurker 71 says 100th episode woohoo and purposeful gift in the cookie saying what's up yeah guys uh, we appreciate you guys all and thank you so much yeah. we hope you're having fun uh, i'm having fun showing these things now this is an update on the background 
We're about 15 episodes in. Where Buster, Buster, our little buddy Buster, he used to be in the background. And the way I did this was I had a green sheet that I had put his bed on. And it was the sheet all around it. And I had a second webcam that in OBS I put on Buster. So I was able to move him around anywhere. And if you see, like, some of the flare is starting a little more here. And, yeah, so th this was fun. This is our ever-changing background. Now, I was trying to look for... I was trying to look for Godzilla. Now, if you see in the back, this... I put an actual live background now here. Now, at some point, <laughs> I don't know why this is here. Oh, we might have been talking about little things. He's trying to find <laughs> so I can't find it, babe. But Abby, you can uh, confirm that at some point a Godzilla walks through the background. I thought it was yes. really funny at the time. I can confirm. And I wanted to, I may have missed it, but I wanted to go back to that original super chat that was $100 from, it was Willman. Because I don't know if you read what they said. They said, where we go one, we go go all. Love it. Q, wonderful Q. So I just want to say thank you so much. And uh, yes, so there used to be a Godzilla. It is there. I think you have it like a rotation of every like 15 minutes or something. <laughs> I tried to make it so it wasn't just constantly, but guys, we've we've matured now, right on the Brad Abbey show or Brad Abbey Live. We're moving on up. LW yeah. Cross says, "Congrats on the hundred show. Can't give as much as ESA DMF, but in his memory, I know he would have given you a lot more. Ah, oh, he he is he's given us more than anyone could ever imagine, even just with his memory. So he it's only fitting that." He would be a part of 100. He used to always hang out here and have a good time. I, I think, I don't think he missed an episode of Brown Abbey Live on Badlands. Yeah, wow. But we missed him. Yeah, he did say, I think he said at one point it was, it was his favorite show. And, you know, some people just connect with what we're saying, which is great. And I love Badlands because there's a myriad of different personalities and different ideas and topics. But that's what I love about Badlands is it is really the free press. We are not limited. We speak freely. And man, I think about those top newscasters like on CNN. Dude, their life must freaking suck. They have to literally be parrots. That's their life. They don't even get to think. They just have to speak what's written in front of them and smile. Like, so here, it's awesome. This is where truth is found. Truth is shared. And yeah, I love how much we've grown. I, I want to do this show as long as we can do it um and as long as we can just bring the truth to everybody even if it's just like one person at a time that is worth it like one of my favorite quotes i always say is like one drop raises the sea it literally raises the whole sea it might be the tiniest amount but it does change and also the other one i always go with that one is one grain of rice can tip the scale and that one's amazing because it's like you have two scales and you're like, what, what good can one little old person, one little me person do going to my city council meeting, or whatever it does, because it might just be that one last thing. And then boom, a, a massive conscious awakening happens to the rest of the people. So everyone counts in this battle. Everyone's thoughts and intentions and prayers are more powerful 
than we may think. And the elites know it's powerful. That's why they try to hide it from us. So I don't know. I'm just super excited. And I, I love the show. I love you, Brad. And I think it was originally your idea to do the show. So kudos to that. Well, we would just like me and me and I would always just sit here and have like these base conversations or just in-depth conversations about all this sort of stuff. Like, why don't we do, we just do a show? And, and again, you see like those first couple episodes, it, it wasn't even, you know, just a couple hundred views. It was it was never never necessarily anything on the level of the freaking Friday night show or anything like that. But it was just like I just felt like this should be encapsulated. The things we talk about in real life should be encapsulated. And I feel like it has. And again, with you guys, have been so awesome. And uh, to your point, babe, with uh, the one drop of water raises the ocean. I, I think that is the most important thing because I, I think people sometimes get caught up in some of us who are more out in the forefront, right? So there are a lot of us who have big online presences whether it's on uh, rumble or social media platforms or you know again doing live streams and stuff and but and i i think people think that we're like oh we must be so smart or something a lot of that stuff is luck it just happens to be right place at the right time that's how i feel like with me you know obviously i put uh immense amount of work into it but there were so many other people who also put immense amounts of work into it and they haven't struck that iron. They haven't struck that right spot yet. And I think people get kind of discouraged when that happens and you shouldn't because again, every last thing you put out there, even if it's a freaking live stream with 300 views, it just raises the current. It's just, it's more and more. We're flooding the internet now with content. You never know who's going to run into what, or you never know what conversation you have is going to totally pique someone's interest. Now, there's uh, been debate for some time now of whether whether it's even worth it to fight with people online. It doesn't matter. Like, say, under a Krasenstein post. You're not going to change his mind, obviously, mm -hmm. but this could be a good vehicle to have that conversation, right? You're having this conversation under it, maybe even with one of them. Maybe you trigger one of them and you have this conversation. You're right. You're never going to change your mind. A lot of them are even, I think, getting some scratch to do what they're doing. So especially like Brooklyn dad, you're not going to change Brooklyn dad's mind. He's literally on someone's payroll to do this, but you could use it as a good opportunity to say things, to drop things that someone else might a fly on the wall who follows these people and thinks they're totally, I guess, honest, mm -hmm. might see it and they might go off on a tangent and wake themselves up or that itself might wake themselves up. So all these things combined, that's the great awakening. It's everything. And what, what, my version, I guess the dude version of every drop of water raises the sea <laughs> is you can't run an engine without a spark plug. So it, if you, you could say, oh, the main thing of the car is the engine. That's the only thing that matters. It's not. Try to run your engine without spark plugs. Ain't going to work. Try and take a couple bolts out of the engine 
and see what happens. Yeah, it might work a little bit, but it could also rattle apart. Every single piece in your car is contributing to your car running smoothly. So we, we all are symbiotic organism that runs on each other. And I hope you guys know that we appreciate you so damn much. Amen, brother. <laughs> we do. From the biblical standpoint, uh, I was trying to find the Bible verse. I don't know if I can find it, but it basically says, why should the eye say to the foot, I don't need you? Because the body couldn't get around without the foot. Or why would the heart say to the lungs, I don't need you? Every part of the body is needed. If we are lacking in one part, the whole body is lacking. Does that make sense? So that's how we should view ourselves. We have, yeah, different areas, different functions. You know, I'm a mom, uh, newly married to Brad now. And, but like, you know, I have that side of my life and I have this side and other people, you know, they got their jobs, their passions, whatever it is you're doing. Uh, first of all, I believe God put you there. But if you're in a negative area, negative situation, negative people, you might need to change and, and God will hopefully lead you. But if you're in a good place, you are where you're supposed to be and then shine from that place. Find what it is you can do to help. And even like this is the thing I do. I don't even go try to red pill people with truth anymore unless they're hungry for it. I just am loving to them. I just come up to them. Can I help you with that? I'll hold the door open. Or how's your day? Like I see somebody like, oh, they're going to talk for five or 20 minutes if I start this conversation, right? But you're like, you know what? It's important because they need to share it with me. This stuff, it resonates throughout our world like you wouldn't believe. It, there's real power in, in our words and our conscious thoughts and we treat each other. And in this great awakening that we're in these you know these terrible currents of negativity evil powers we are facing those simultaneously online like you're saying on x you're doing a comment with somebody and then they're just fighting back whatever but when you destroy them with logic and somebody that's watching on the sidelines sees they go oh oh Hmm, I never thought about that before. They might not ever comment. They might not like, you won't even know it, but you have changed their mind. And that's the power I think that we hold and, and still the internet's free guys. We can go out there and we can still speak freely and we should do so. You know, you, you use it or you lose it. Right. So it's important that we go out there and, and just share the truth to everybody with a smile. If you can. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Listen, you guys smile, okay? This is a serious matter. <laughs> I love, dude, if you're not having fun, man, then what are you even trying to wake up the world for, right? Yeah. What's the point? What are you fighting for? This, I say, having fun is the best re revenge because they want us to be miserable, right? That's why they're, they want us to destroy Budweiser. They don't drink Budweiser. Dudes drink Budweiser. When I used to go to the bar, I'd order a Budweiser and a shot of Jack. Okay? That's why. That's why they're hitting them with their EMI scores and making them do stuff like that stuff. Because they're trying to make us all miserable. It ain't going to work. All right? Forget about it. I know. That's why I said forget about it. I caught myself. <laughs> hey, guys. How's it going? 
I'm totally not Sicilian. Um, I think this is a perfect spot for some ads and then gearing up. And then after that, we will debut Miss Abby's new hit signal. And you guys are going to freaking love it because I already love it. When the store shelves are empty in the coming months, how are you going to provide protein for your family? Protein is a critical building block for survival, and knowing that you have sous vide, freeze-dried, all-American beef from ranches in Texas that have never ever given their cows an mRNA jab on your pantry shelf will give you tremendous peace of mind. Meet No Bugs Beef, a veteran-owned distributor of premium freeze-dried beef that's stored in Mylar bags with oxygen absorbers for maximum shelf life. No Bugs Beef cubes will stay shelf-stable for more than 10 years without refrigeration and with maximum nutrition and flavor. Just soak it in water for 15 minutes and it's ready to eat. These aren't typical survival meats. They're premium cuts of ribeye, New York strip, tenderloins, sirloin, and chuck. Don't let your family get caught without the premium protein on your shelves. Go to badlandsmedia.tv slash nobugs and use promo code BADLANDS for an additional 10% off your order. That's badlandsmedia.tv slash nobugs, promo code BADLANDS. If you watch our show, you know how we feel about our out-of-control financial system. So it's no secret that we're believers in diversifying your money with precious metals like gold and silver. When it comes to buying precious metals, you need the right company in your corner. And that's why we've partnered with the top-rated precious metals company, GoldCo. GoldCo has helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver and have earned their reputation through honesty, professionalism, and thousands of five-star reviews. With a Better Business Bureau rating of A+, their track record speaks for itself. Those with retirement accounts they're offering Altered State supporters up to $10,000 in free silver when opening a qualified IRA. This is your opportunity to protect yourself from our out-of-control, corrupt financial system. Go to BadlandsGold.com, learn how you can get started, and request your free gold IRA kit. That's BadlandsGold.com. And now, without further ado, the debut of Blue Eyes crashing through right here on Badlands Media. Witnessing authoritarian regimes exploiting society, controlling you and me, upholding liberty and peace. Mainstream versus understream current, stem piling into the current. Persecution is proof of the panic nature of the base. System data collection, algorithmic perfection, virus to change man's perception and election too. The source to receive in this money The state of mind is the frequency humming Wanna break you out Let the light come crashing through Wanna break you
one of your better ones that came out so freaking good and i love how it it strips down in the chorus and it's just a clean piano and i feel like that's so powerful oh thank you yeah sometimes I, yeah i did a little bit of guitar in there nothing too fancy just some bar or yeah bar chords um but yeah no i i love that you guys loved it um it's just one of those things sometimes i feel like i might be repetitive in my messages but they are from my heart and I always feel like it's 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 like when you go through the Great Awakening, you just you want to wake them up. It is this driving force in every part of your being that wants to share the truth with somebody. And it's from the most purest giving spot. And I, and I don't know. It's just that's usually what comes over me when I'm writing uh, songs. It's, it's like what are we facing and how do we get through this? And, uh, you know, in the verses, I put all the stuff, all the stuff that we're being, that we've been dealing with for 150 years, probably in America here with the, with the infiltration and just everything that they throw at us, you know, we've gone through a lot, but it's unity that, the elites, the Illuminati, the cabal, the deep state, whatever you want to call them, shadow government, 
They hate unity. That's why they want to doll us down, make us jealous over each other, fight, do drugs, be aggressive, be violent. They don't want us to unify because that is our power. It really is our power. So once we realize that, like what Anonymous realized back in the day, that if we do coordinated things at coordinated times, we can literally change the world around us. And that also goes into the next level of spirituality, your thoughts and your intentions, your vibrational frequency, if you want to put that as you put out, affects others around you. When you realize that, you're like, wow, I am like a conscious being that is in this battle of good and evil that we're facing. And I have the ability to affect change, true change and good truth, light, Everything that is pure, everything that is wonderful is what we stand for. And uh, yeah, Brad, like I I think we'll go into that about kind of like Knight's Code and stuff. It was the same thing. It Good morals, sound mind, um, you know, not this chaos, the trust the science. That's not sound mind. That's trust falsehoods, right? We are breaking through out of that. And uh, sorry close this off about the song it's kind of like what i wanted to express is that that drive in all of us to want to share the truth with with our fellow man and it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing it's a natural thing and it's part of the great awakening and it's it's just an honor to be here alive at this time it's it's awesome yeah i absolutely get all cheered up now (laughs) (laughs) No, I love that. And I I think this is part of this too is, I think the most important part of this is, yeah, obviously you want to wake people up, break down the system, what's going on, see through the lies of the fake news media and kind of pull everyone out of the matrix. Yes. But I think one of the best parts to elicit actual long-term staying and logistics of keeping this is just bringing back common decency and morality to the world. And I, I just love the idea of the, the Knight's Code of Chivalry. I mean, me and you were talking about this the other day, yeah. spawned from something else that we'll mention in a minute. And you had found this in an attempt. I, I've tried many times to find out, like it written down, and there are different things written throughout the years. But this was a pretty, this is a pretty cool breakdown. I, I didn't know this part, that chivalry comes from the old French word uh, Chevrolet, I I believe you said that. And then, which was used for men who fought on horseback. Like our English word Calvary. Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, so I guess it's kind of an an amalgamation of the two. (laughs) But this is what I like here. The perfect night. It was supposed to show bravery, strength, and skill in battle. This was called prowess. To respect women to defend the weak and the poor, to be generous to others and loyal to his Lord, his family and his friends. He was meant to behave at all times with courtesy, which meant not just being polite or having good manners, but showing kindness and respect and thinking about the feelings of others. And these are the things that as society is lost, uh, a lot of a lot of the people who are polite and kind It's kind of derived more from weakness and strength. And that's the opposite. And really, to me, the hardest thing on planet Earth 
is to be a good person, but to be strong about it and to actually be able to defend being a good person. And I think it's so easy to be an asshole or someone who just destroys things or wants to knock people down. He's always just trying to like just break down anyone or exuding jealousy or just literally being a bully. And we see it online a lot, but also in the real world. To me, that's the simplest thing on earth. I mean, shit, I feel like I could go bully the crap out of it. So if I ever wanted to be that way, I, I'm pretty sure I'd be excellent at it. But I don't. I want to I wanna fight for good. This is what my family was all about. This is how my family raised me. And I was in a huge family. I think I was a grandson, like, number 15 or 16 out of 21 grandchildren wow. on my on my father's side. And so I had a lot of older cousins who, you know, thought they were my dad growing up. But I got a lot of good advice from everyone, including my dad, who's the best. Oh, my gosh, dude. He was like, you fight for good. You become the strongest person you can on planet Earth. And then you kick the shit out of evil. And that's pretty much all my cousins. They were all so tough, but they were also so kind. And so I was kind of lucky to grow up in that way. And we need to bring things like this back when you bring morality and you heal the soul of the citizens of the world. Well, a lot of the other stuff we're doing will just start to fall in place or become easier. And But everything will come out of that healing the soul of the people yeah that's beautiful and yeah i don't know just the the code what i liked about it was that it's like you were strong and fierce and 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 you could be defending yourself but then you also had this wonderful side that you respected women you you helped defend the weak and the poor um and you were loyal to his lord his family his friends loyalty these are all just wonderful attributes that mankind can have and can practice and clearly that these have things been these have been under attack especially you see it in our schools um pray for the kids man all i can say is this generation coming out is lacking in almost all of these and we do need to preserve them. We do need to continue teaching them to our children. You know, the ones of us that can, you know, can fight back on it or, you know, homeschool or whatever these things are, but to really, it's important to ingrain these important um, morals in a child's mind at a young age, because that's the foundation. Then they're going to develop from that to even a higher evolved being because violence and all this stuff is, <coughs> is good for when you're protecting yourself. But a higher state of living is kindness, giving, you know, still have your own property, still have your, your privacy, all these wonderful things, but also be wonderful to your, your fellow man. And it's just a beautiful balance. And this is how we grow as humans. And they very much have tried to destroy this. It's like a pillar that they've been knocking away. Uh, trying to crumble us down. But um, I think a lot of us have preserved this still. And I am so happy that it's going to continue on. It's going to be a lot more younger kids, I believe, that will pick this back up and see how important it is and, and live by it. 
Yes, and I think one way they get the kids is they teach them to be weak. They teach them to be docile, or they teach them to feel guilty for themselves. We see this with the white community across the board. Now they literally teach you that white people, the history of white people was evil, and you should feel guilty about it, and you should feel less than, you should be apologetic to anyone who isn't white. And that is a way to lessen or weaken a once proud people now I, i'm not of the mindset that oh if you look the same you're automatically in the same tribe and you're exactly the same i, I think that that uh, identity politics stuff is kind of garbage in general i push back on it a little bit because they play that game and they like to group all white people together but are you gonna tell me someone from like me i'm half irish half italian i guess i can assure you People from Ireland and people from Sicily are pretty different, okay? <laughs> and people from Germany are different than them. And then people from from Switzerland are different than them. And then you got uh, people from America and people from Canada, people from Australia. It, just to say white people is, is such a... It, it's ridiculous. It's kind of like, I don't know if you guys grew up around a lot of people from a lot of Hispanics, but... Let's just say, don't call a Colombian a Dominican or vice versa or anything of that. You'll get it slightly wrong. You'll call an Ecuadorian Mexican and you'll be like, I'm from Ecuador. Like, whoa, dude. Okay, Monito. Relax. But um, <laughs> it's great. It's all good fun, obviously. But it's the same thing. Cultures are cultures. And really, you're ultimately a representation of your family. More than anything. And you could be a Sicilian, half Sicilian, half Irish family right next door to me who totally suck, okay? And they're representing their family. I'm representing the Zerbos. So I think strong families is super important for that reason. Teaching morals and chivalrous ideas is important, but also teaching people, teaching kids uh, to be strong, to, to be strong young men, especially for men, it is one of the most important things in the world. And that's what spawned Maya and Abby's conversation about chivalry is because you had posted this, which I think is to this day is one of my favorite things ever. And it says you cannot truly call yourself peaceful unless you're capable of great violence. If you're not capable of violence, you're not peaceful, you're harmless. It's an important distinction. And so basically it's kind of what I was uh, alluding to a minute ago is that th there are a lot of the kind, polite people these days have grown to be polite and kind out of self-preservation because they're scared to say what they're really thinking. They're, they're really just trying to desperately be as nice as possible so that they don't get messed with by the dogs of society. If any of you guys like Pink Floyd, I think animals. If you read the lyrics to the album animals which i imagine are kind of derived from animal farm orwell's animal farm mm -hmm. it's so great but like the dogs versus the sheep versus the pigs and just that kind of thing a lot of people have become kindless because kind because they're just sheeps afraid of getting attacked by the dogs and that's not the way you want to be as ferocious as a dog as noble and moral as a pig but as kind as a sheep you want to be the, the full package 
And I think that's important to teach kids how to be that full package. Right. hundred percent, Brad. Cause it, and they, they don't want you to see that distinction, right? That's why it says important distinction. They don't want you to think that, but it's like, you know, here in Alaska, like when you go out hunting, I guess you're going hunting, so you're using a gun. So it's going to be with you anyways. But the concept is this, you're not going to go out in the woods and not be able to defend yourself and violently defend yourself. I mean, kill, like if a bear is going to attack you or a wolf. Um, so does that mean I'm not a peaceful person? No, <laughs> that just means that if shit hits a fan and someone's trying to kill me, I can kill it back. Right. So that, I think that's the concept. And I love the picture too. It's a night, you know, he's been through battle, man. He's, he's got weapons. He's completely covered in armor yet. He's, I think he might be giving food or those flowers and, you know, touching a little kitten. So it just shows that he's kind and he's trying to help the kitten after the crazy war, you know? Um, so it's such a beautiful picture with the meme. Yes. I, I love it so much. And uh, to me, I had first heard this concept from Jordan Peterson, and that's what we're going to play here in a second. I don't know if it's originated with him. I suspect maybe it hasn't, but it may have. If so, uh, kudos, because it's it's such a brilliant concept of what we should all be aiming to be. But I'm going to play this quick clip here. There's a big difference between letting people do something for themselves and saying men should be dangerous. By dangerous, that implies I should be ready to threaten someone, to hurt somebody. No, you should be capable of it, but that doesn't mean you should use it. There's nothing to you otherwise. Like if you're not a formidable force, there's, not, there's no morality in your self-control. If you're incapable of violence, not being violent isn't a virtue. People who teach martial arts know this full well, right? If you learn a martial art, you learn to be dangerous, but simultaneously you learn to control it. Both of those come together, and the combination of that capacity for danger and the capacity for control is what brings about the virtue. Otherwise, you confuse weakness with, with moral virtue. I'm harmless, therefore I'm good. It's like, no, that isn't how it works. That isn't how it works at all. If you're harmless, you're just weak. And if you're weak, you're not going to be good. You can't be, because it takes strength to be good. It's very difficult to be good. Oh, I love that. It takes strength to the be good. The second America is as beautifully put wow yeah wonderful point and it's just it yeah it just brings it home again that you can you we need to be strong we need to be capable of violence like what he said but not that we will use it but that we have it we need to have that ability so it's really good oh yeah a hundred percent i i think that is a fully flushed out theory there a theory it's a, a way of life i love uh rose thistle art she, she's always so quick quick with the scripture i love it matthew 10 1 behold i send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves be therefore wise as serpents and harmful harmless as doves mm -hmm. so cool well, yeah that's a yeah. That's, oh man that's wonderful that it completely describes what we were saying and i love that you found a bible verse that went to that that's exactly what it's saying. Dude, you don't want to mess around with snakes. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Let's, not, yeah. Let's not screw around with snakes for sure. <laughs> um, 
Well, babe, we're, we're coming to the end here. We have a few more super chats. Sly Foxy says, congratulations to both of you. And Woo Woman again says, great song and video, Abby. Love your 100th episode. Thank you both. Man, thank you. Now, is this where we will, man? Where we will? We will, we will all? I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is why I need to just stop talking sometimes. <laughs> Thank you guys so very much. Uh, it means a lot. And I don't know. I, I, I love Brad is the one that alerted me. It was like a couple weeks back. He's like, babe, we're coming up on our hundredth episode. And I'm like, dang, man, like, this is great. Uh, so thank you guys so much. Um, give us thumbs up if you don't mind. That would be wonderful. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm so happy we hit this milestone. And I'm ready for many more. Amen. Yeah, we got a, a few more super chats here on the on the foxhole with let's see, porpoiseful with the cookie. Will he break it? Says we miss Buster. Blessings for your new pups. Yeah, I. It's funny. I wish Buster could have met Sparky because Sparky's a little like tough ass, but Buster was and Buster was like literally that freaking mean. Buster was such a tough dog, but he was so kind of loving, but he would have thrown Sparky right on the ground and be like, listen, dude. Listen, young man. <laughs> Let me tell you so. But yeah, I feel like the spirit of Buster is alive in Sparky. I mean, we absolutely miss Buster. And we have Smoke78 donated a thousand gold pills with happy 100th. Boom. 10 gold Whoa, pills for each episode. Freaking love it. And then our buddy Sean Joe came in with a can and a phone. And with that, we love you guys. We have a, a couple more sponsors here too. Now stay tuned. And then we will say our goodbyes in just a moment. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. And I'm here to tell you about my new product for my pillow. Towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. I mean, this is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. What a concept. I'm interrupting this commercial to let you know you can get our six-piece My Towels, regular $69.98, now only $29.98. Or you can save 25% on our brand new kitchen towels made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Also, we have bath sheets, bath towels, washcloths, hand towels, and so much more. And the best part, with your promo code, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all my towels. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. When chaos strikes, will your family have a safety net? The wellness company believes in building that safety net with their medical emergency kit. The Wellness Company's Medical Emergency Kit includes life-saving medications like ivermectin, emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and more, all supported by a comprehensive guidebook for ease of use. Our team of trusted medical professionals, including Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. James Thorpe, Dr. Harvey Risch, and Dr. Drew Pinsky, ensures you're in good hands. Don't leave your family's health to chance. Visit badlandsmedia.tv slash TWC and use promo code BADLANDS for an exclusive 10% discount. The Wellness Company, your family's safety net in uncertain times. That's badlandsmedia.tv slash TWC, promo code BADLANDS.
Boom. Thank you again to all our sponsors. We also have a super chat here from I ate Lutfisk who says, congrats, <laughs> congrats, congrats on a hundred episodes. You guys are such a cute couple. Thanks for creating great community where we go on. We go all. Well, thank yeah. you. <laughs> yes. Amen. And we also have a Badlands boost that from i guess it was from two weeks ago uh that we forgot to mention but this is from someone jc bird god bless brad and abby i much appreciate your show god bless you all well thank you jc bird and thank you all and again uh, badlands boost is a wonderful way to support all your favorite content creators you can go on there and and basically just put in which whichever show you want and give them uh, a rumble rant, but if without having to watch live. So you can come in right right here. Little Brad and Abby live. A little older <laughs> safe. <laughs> and uh, it, if you want. And yeah, so that's always good for the lurkers and the people who watch after the fact. And here's our good friend Jay Truitt saying, Woo! Congratulations on your 100th episode. I remember your first, like it was yesterday. Love you both. Jay Truitt is the man. Can I tell you guys about Jay Truitt for a second? Because I, and I, I know you're getting to know him a little bit from the Liberty Den, but this is a dude whose heart has been in the Anon community forever. And this is someone who I, I knew before Badlands and he's just a good dude. And getting to know him more though, through Badlands, I, I just get to know the genuineness of him and, uh, one one quick little story is at this last guard, we all go to this little complex in Irvine, right? We're all going to eat dinner. A whole bunch of us, uh, we meet up and it's this really cool dinner and, and we're leaving. And uh, Jay Tritt and his uh, girlfriend, they're going to catch a ride home with me. So now we're, we're walking all around. We finally see the parking garage. We go in there and I'm walking. I'm looking for my rental car. And it's not there. So now I'm like, whoa, what do you mean? And I'm pressing the key, the panic button, and it's not there. So we walked. It's about three stories. We a huge three-story parking garage. We walk all three stories. We can't find this car anywhere. Now we go out. We walk to the sun. We see there's another parking garage. Oh, my God. Okay, I must have been in the wrong parking garage. Guys, there was five or six massive parking garages in this thing. When I tell you it was in the last one, we walked, I think something, I think Jay might've had like a pedometer and he said it was over 50,000 steps. We walked around forever, I think hours, if not at least an hour, hours walking this. Then you have to walk all the way across uh, five blocks down to the next one all three floors of that parking garage. And again, these were massively wide parking garages. And then we did it again. I think it was the fifth, maybe sixth one. And we finally found it at the bottom of my feet hurt. We missed, I think the first half hour of the live Devolution Power Hour that Saturday. It was nuts, but uh, J-Trip stayed the whole time. And I, I told them, cause I, I could, I was getting a little out of shade by having to walk around. So I could only imagine how they were feeling. I was a couple of times. I was just like, listen, guys, you can get an Uber. I'll, I'm fine. I have no problem walking around and doing this. I know you're missing the fun there. And they stayed with me and 
that not that I needed that to know what kind of dude Jaytree was, but that's what kind of dude Jaytree is. So just just know that that's as as solid as a guy as there is. And oh my gosh, we are cutting into story hour. So I will just say one last I love you, and we will see you guys soon for episode one hundred and one. Love you guys. Thank you. And hit the thumbs up if you can on the way out. And yeah, go have fun at Story Hour. And I hope you guys enjoyed your time. We always love bringing the show to you. See ya. Was that a burning bright I see in the comments? You son of a bitch. How are you? <laughs> go have fun, guys. Go to Story Hour and tell Burning Bright I said what's up. 